Welcome to Charged Up Studio Live, where small business owners get charged up for success. Are you a small business owner? Do you find yourself struggling through the many responsibilities that come with the title entrepreneur? Well, we're here for you. Charged Up Studio is hosted by Marketatomy LLC, your prescription for what we call OPA. What is OPA? It's when you become so overwhelmed with the confusion that comes with business ownership that you become paralyzed and ultimately avoid doing anything in hopes it will take care of itself or you put it off till later. Does that sound familiar? I'm your host, Dan Olivo, and each week we bring a business professional eager to charge you up as they talk about the many things that keep you from moving forward with your small business. So are you ready to get charged up for success? Let's hit it. So good morning, Charged Up Studio listeners, and welcome to another episode designed to introduce you to the resources and hacks that you need to help scale your small business. One of the areas that most small business owners struggle with early on is managing all the details involved with running and managing the many responsibilities that come with entrepreneurship. They seek out outside help in in the form of a virtual assistant or an intern or a temporary staff member or something to that effect. Well, today's guest has worked as a top-level assistant and chief of staff staff for A-list celebrities, CEOs, and high net worth individuals. Naturally, managing the busy schedules of these demanding individuals requires a network of resources, systems, and processes to manage their time and hers efficiently. In 2016, she launched her own virtual agency, providing highly trained executive assistance, duplicating her business model, offering the same quality of service to business owners and executives. More than simple admins, her team of qualified resources are organizational gurus, strategic partners, and client management experts. So let's all give a heartfelt warm welcome to Valerie Valerie Trapunsky with Chatter Boss. Good morning, Valerie. Good morning, and thank you for such a wonderful introduction. No, definitely, definitely. You know, it's, it's, it's really interesting in the era that we are going through right now that we're talking about this, um, primarily because I'm going through it. A lot of my clients are going through it. Um, and, you know, we get a little confused, a little um, weary of, you know, or leery, okay, let's say leery of who we want to hire because a virtual assistant is basically going to be involved hands-on within our business, okay? So before we get started, I like to break the ice with an obscure question to give our audience a sense of who you are. So can we do that? Oh, sure. You're making me a little nervous. (laughs) You can be introspective. You can be humorous. Answer it any way you want, okay? It's not hard. Okay. So 
If you could give any advice to your younger self, what would you say and at what age? Uh, this is a beautiful one. Um, you know, I think in terms of advice in the season of my life right now, the advice that I would go back to my younger self to say would be everything will work out um, and that I can take it a little bit easier. I think that I'm a person like many entrepreneurs. Um, I'm pretty hard on myself and it's a double-edged sword. It, it, um, well, it, it gave me a lot and, uh, it, it gave me a lot of success. Uh, but I think that also sometimes our success comes at the sacrifice of kind of our internal world at some, at, at the expense of our health and our families and our relationships. And I think that, um, you know, toning it down, you know, 10, 15 percent would have would still get me to where I am today, but with a little bit less anxiety. Well, that's true. And, and you know, they're all learning lessons. No matter what we do, it's all learning. And with that experience is where we get to where we are today. I mean, I'm 65 years old. OK, if I knew half of what I did 20 years ago, I'd be so much farther ahead. But I wouldn't have the experience that I have now that helps me with my clients. Right. So it's exactly it's we have to be grateful for all the positives, for all the negatives, uh, whatever we've been going through. It's uh, well, it was meant to for us to go through so that we could get the knowledge. And a lot of the times if we can then use that knowledge and use that experience for something positive, I find that that really helps, um, you know, versus kind of ruminating, why did it happen to me? Why was it so right. hard, right? We, we use That's it for true. something positive. That's yeah. true. Okay, so let's, let's move on to our questions here. So before we get started, can you give our audience a little bit little bit of a background on Chatterboss and what the value is that you bring to the market? What makes you different than what's out there? Yeah, absolutely. So Chatterboss is an executive assistant company. We support entrepreneurs and business owners by providing them with dedicated and on-demand executive assistance. So we support our clients where we are different from other companies. We do we do the handholding from the start of the relationship to make sure that the relationship is set up for success. What I mean by that is we create a six month roadmap to success when with our entrepreneurs when they get started. You do not have to know exactly what you need. You do not know. You do not need to know exactly how you want it done. All you need to know is that you are ready to get your time back and our relationship managers, our client and assistance success team is then there to be your delegation coaches and to make sure that you get success. We have a lot of people coming in who are first time delegators and it's, it's, we, we take that responsibility uh, very seriously because when you have someone doing anything for the first time, right? Like imagine kids, you have a bad experience. You're less likely to do it again the second time. So that's how we treat our entrepreneurs that are coming in that are delegating for the first time. Uh, we want to really give them all of the tools so that they know how to succeed now and in the future. Very good. So you talk about dedicated and on-demand service. Is there a difference? And if there is, what is that difference? Yeah, it's a great question and something uh, to think about. Chatterboss is the first and only 
service of its kind and this dedicated and on-demand piece uh, may not mean a lot to a lot of people, but it is a huge differentiator. And when I explain it, it's going to make a little bit more sense. So a dedicated person is where what, what we typically know within organizations, right? I hire you, you are the person that's in this position. And every time I need something, you're always the one that's there supporting in this area, right? So that's someone being dedicated to you. On demand, though, is kind of contradictory to dedicated, right? But we make it, uh, that's what our model is based on. On demand means I can work with you as much or as little as I want and need and as my business needs. And so we've been able to come up with a logistics for an organization where you can get a dedicated assistant, they're yours, they do a majority of the work, but unlike other companies, we do not lock you into 30 hours a month, every month for the same thing, because we are able to ebb and flow with you. And we found a way to make that attractive and comfortable for our assistants, as well as beneficial for our clients. And we're really proud of that. No, that's, it sounds wonderful. It sounds wonderful. So more and more business owners are seeking out the lowest possible uh, price for hiring virtual assistants. And oftentimes that this leads to looking offshore. What are the advantages and disadvantages of seeking resource management based on price? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, when you're when you're looking at price, first of all, I would really encourage individuals to consider not the price per hour, because that can be very vague, right? Especially if you're a first time entrepreneur delegating to an assistant, it actually doesn't mean anything at all to you because you do not know how many hours something is going to take. So you can have the cheapest possible. We've all been there, right? We chose the cheapest option. It took 10 times longer. And we've also all had an experience of working with an individual who's five minutes of their time was extremely valuable because they already knew the answers, they had the experience and they know the direction to point you in versus you them having to do the research and kind of start from scratch. So that's the biggest uh, difference that I would say uh, when you are looking at price, price usually correlates to the amount of experience. And of course, right, if you're offshore, um, I my philosophy is go offshore if you are an ex experienced delegator, you consider yourself in the top 10% of delegators, right? So that muscle is really well flexed. You have extremely clear SOPs that have already been tested and they're ironclad. And you have a little bit of time and also maybe an aptitude for teaching and a desire to coach others. I have seen individuals really succeed when they have those three elements with going offshore. But if it is your first time delegating, you're not sure what you're delegating, even if you're an experienced delegator, but you don't have the time to interact a lot with another individual, then my suggestion is always to have an assistant that's in your country. Because just the geographical difference alone means, hey, we had something happen here. We had the the, the um, you know daylight savings, right? Something is happening politically. Um, something is happening with the weather, um, and those are important things to know for that individual. And when they're in the same country as you, I find it to be a lot easier. No, you're you're absolutely right. I I mean, I've had some firsthand um, experience with this, and I do use a lot of virtual um, help. 
but I'm also the type where I'm clear with my instructions up front, but I can't stand to have to micromanage, okay? And this is where my next question comes in is when you talk, you talk about task creators and thinkers, all right? So let's talk about where the difference is in that. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's been an interesting conversation over the last six years about who are assistants. First of all, in corporations as a whole, um, you know, kind of if you if, if you take aside entrepreneurs and small businesses who use this kind of uh, talent within their organizations, I think that the position of assistant is a high power, um, fascinating position that I think is just so interesting to be in. And this position deserves a lot of um, a lot of respect. And there's also a lot of individuals that do not consider this as a career path because it's not glamorized. And in fact, when it was offered to me to be an assistant, I really looked down on it. I said, I'm going to be the CEO of an advertising agency. I didn't go to school and get my bachelor's to be an assistant, right? So there was a lot of that in my space. And there's certainly a lot of that as the conversation happens. But the truth is, when I got into that role, I was like, wow, right? There's no, like, you know, if you ask someone, what do you want to be when you grow up, right? No one says, I want to be an executive assistant and a chief of staff. Shame, because what a cool position and the people with the right personality and the right skill set uh, really succeed and thrive and, and have a really uh, fascinating career journey there. Um, and so that's just a side note about like who right. assistants are and what they're doing. They are the right hand. The right assistant is the right hand for the executive assist for, for the executive within the organization. So when you look at the virtual assistant world, though, seeing how elevated this role is, a lot of the, you know, when virtual assistants started to become popular, it was like, do this thing, right? So with that same mindset, you're just going to do these tasks for me. I don't even have to say please or thank you, right? A little bit makes me worried how we communicate right now with ChatGPT, for example, right? Because we're, we're losing a little bit of like how to communicate with others, it, although it's wildly, wildly helpful. So with Chatterboss, we see this position as this highly elevated position. And then we bring in the individuals with the right skill set. Our clients call our assistants mini COOs. And that's the big difference in what we're trying to bring uh, the conversation in. Right, right, exactly. And when you think about it, you know, as an executive assistant, it's almost like being a project manager when you think mm -hmm. about it, because you're managing time and dollars and, and, you know, just the project itself to, to completion. So it is a great deal like being a project manager out there and yeah. you're, you're um, juggling multiple duties. So you were talking about chat GBT, okay? Mm -hmm. And when we've spoken before, we talked about the streamlining of the processes and the technology and things like that. Um, how are you incorporating this technology in with your virtual assistants to help them in their jobs in meeting the needs of the clients. Yeah, absolutely. Our model has always been, or our philosophy has always been that we want to embrace the tools and the technology that comes along. Um, and so when I was just starting Chatterboss, 
people were saying, look, you know, you don't need an assistant. You have Zapier, right? You can connect all of these things one time and then you don't need an assistant. But we know that that's not true. First of all, someone needs to manage Zapier. It's a whole job in and of itself. Um, but that new creation and so on. Um, but you do what you do not have the, the luxury to do is... Um, is is not look at the new technologies, right? And that's what we always encourage our entrepreneurs and our assistants, never shy away from what is new and embrace it. Because, you know, people have said, well, look, if this can be automated, then that replaces an assistant. It doesn't replace the assistant in a sense that the assistant is now doing the strategic work. You want humans to be doing work that only humans can do. And if technology is catching up to do some of the things that we used to do and no longer need to do, that's fantastic. So with ChatGPT, we've started to do trainings for our assistants and for our clients to have those conversations of where their use cases could be. Um, we're finding a lot of use cases um, that has been really speeding up anything having to do with written communication, whether it's company-wide announcements. We've seen our assistants Let's say there's an announcement to the organization coming out. You could have ChatGPT kind of hit all of the standard things that should be in an announcement. And then, of course, you go in and you uh, you add your personality and your brand. Um, you know, the same thing, even like for starting points, like if you're writing your newsletter, right, and you want to write like the top five ways to do X, you can have ChatGPT give you the top 10 ideas and then you work from there instead of working so hard to to, to come up with them on your own. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, the funny thing is, is I've, I've, I had trouble getting into chat GPT in the beginning, we we talked about this is because they underestimated the amount of activity that they would get, but I'm in now. And I'm telling you, it has been wonderful. Because all I have to do is ask them a question, and they come back with responses. And naturally, you need to go in, like you said, and you need to, um, uh, check in and 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 put it in your own words in your own tonality as far as that's concerned but i mean it will do anything and everything that you need when it comes to research which is time consuming you know or helping you write um uh, content or anything like that it'll even write content for blogs or or for um posts social posts and give you a list of them all so uh, yeah, so yeah, chat GPT is something that's really grown quite a bit rapidly. Yes. So um, with that being said, okay, when a business owner is trying to decide on where to go for help, what are some of the questions they should be asking themselves before they go and do mm -hmm. their research? Yeah, um, what should they be asking themselves? I think... You know, when you're coming to 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 uh, an organization like Chatterboss, right? I'll actually say, right, you don't have to ask yourself much. We'll ask you all the questions. But what you do need to come with, right, is that readiness to delegate, right? So I think that, um, especially if you're delegating for the first time, you want to go to professionals who you can lean on their experience uh, and their templates and their ways of doing things so that you're not recreating the wheel, but you have to have the readiness, right? Um, and also consider what is the value of this to me? And it's not necessarily the financial value. And you have to, um, you know, you, you kind of have to dig deep in, in 
into yourself for that because you may notice a lot of us entrepreneurs, we do things at a self-sacrifice, right? So if you're noticing, right, like my health is slipping, right? Um, or you're noticing that you're not dedicating the time that you need to relationships, or maybe you're just really cranky with the people that you are communicating with because you're kind of burnt out. Um, and you may be delegating out non-revenue generating activities and you just have to be super clear what you get back. So I love to say these like non-financial reasons to delegate are sometimes the most hard hitting, but you have to come with that mindset. No, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, because uh, I was going to say something and I can't remember what it was I was going to say, uh, but oh. I know what it was, you know, getting back to what you had mentioned earlier, when we're talking about time versus money and, and especially in the virtual arena, as far as, you know, it's important for um, our listeners to understand that although you might be paying a little more for say a chatterbox, uh, ch chatterboss, as opposed to somebody, you know, um, out of the Philippines or India or something like that, the trade-offs aren't necessarily um, the work that you get out of them, other than the fact that the time you have to spend managing it, for one thing. And for another thing, um, like you said, it, it could take, as opposed to two hours with somebody who has the experience, who knows what she's doing or he's doing, all right, to somebody who is strictly just a checklist, um, uh, you know, uh, virtual assistant, you know, it could end up costing the same amount of money. Yeah. Or you more, know. you so, know, uh, but what's the saying, right? Uh, if you think that it's expensive to hire a professional, try to hire an amateur. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, and that's not that's not to bash, right? I think there there's a lot of experienced people, right? Yeah. In all in all parts of, of the world. Um, the, the point is that when you're looking at pricing, pricing is related to experience and you are going to have those higher price levels for that type of, um, you know, for the type of experience that you need. But again, consider, let's say a project, like I need a new CRM. If you're working with someone that has done this never or once, it's going like, think about the speed versus someone who has done this three, four or five times that research is much faster. The implementation is much faster. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I'm in the process of possibly switching over from one CRM or not a mm. CRM, but a program manager to another. And I, and all I'm thinking about is the time involvement is going to take to maneuver everything over. You know, I haven't made that decision. I haven't cut the cord yet because of the time involvement <laughs> involved in this, you know, and, but it's, it would be more cost-effective, you know, and things like that. So I have to think about those things. All right, so tell me some of the things that your virtual assistants can bring to the table. I mean, we talked about, you know, the executive assistant, but there are, specialized skills that they can bring to the table. Let's talk a little mm -hmm. bit about those specialized skills. Yeah, I love that you bring that up because that's also another difference in our model. So you have that dedicated 
person but we haven't what we haven't spoken about is that with a dedicated person you also have a backup so every client starts with at least two assistants to ensure that there is continuity in their operations so that's important when you are working with a dedicated assistant model um you you, you want to be replaceable by getting an assistant and you, you don't want to be the assistant's backup right so you want the the assistant to have another backup with that said, we then also have a um, we have a group of specialists within Chatterboss that are able to step in for different types of projects. So, for example, specialized automation, copywriting, design work, some specialized uh, marketing work, um, bookkeeping. So things that require a special experience, uh, we have these specialists come in, uh, video editing. I'm using right now an amazing, amazing video editor for a personal project, obviously through our network of specialists. And it's incredible. They're, they're, they're editing a webinar to look like a TED Talk. It's been, wow, out of this world. So that's where within our model, your assistant, and that's an, ex an example, your assistant may be able to edit a webinar, but now even your assistant, who's a generalist, might not have this specialized experience. Then it doesn't make sense for your assistant to do this work. It then makes sense for the specialist to come in. And we have this conversation with our teams all the time, when to do the work yourself, when to give to your admin level assistant for cost savings, and then when to start using specialists. So it's pretty fun. Right. Right, right. No, and that's and that's important because I know that um, a lot of times when a small business owner or a micro business owner is looking for a virtual assistant, it's not straight, you know, a, a dictation or or anything like that. You know, sometimes it might have to do with social media. It might have to do with content development. It might be graphic design. It might be, you know, all different kinds of uh, specialties that might be required. You know, project management is another one. So if someone in the audience is looking to become a virtual assistant and they wanted to get a hold of you, how should they go about doing that? Yeah, so if someone is interested in becoming an assistant, they can go to chatterbossbosscom slash careers. Um, and that webpage we've recently redesigned to also have information. You'll see a video, some information about us and our core values. If you watch that and who we are speaks to you, uh, then I encourage you to apply. Okay, all right. And you talk about how you, Chatterboss, okay, become a partner in the client's business. Can you expand upon that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, that part of our brand messaging came from doing customer interviews. So when we first rolled out some of our branding pieces and, um, and our core values, we did that by interviewing our clients. And when we said, well, Tell me some words that describe your assistant for you. Um, that's what they started to say, that it feels like I have a partner, especially people that are coming from being a solopreneur to having an assistant. It's major. And the thing is with us, you can have this partner without giving away equity. You can have this partner um, our minimum is five hours a month, which is a little bit over an hour a week, but it's magic, right? I, I really encourage um, even businesses that are in those kind of beginning stages, the majority of our clients, they're in business for 
an average of nine years, but I'm always, always encouraging, and I have an, a, an article about it on Medium, about when is the right time to bring on an assistant. I always encourage entrepreneurs in those beginning stages, if you're able to, it's such a worthwhile investment, just having someone else think about your business and be that a thought leader, someone that can shoulder the burden. So that's how I define a partner, someone that can shoulder the burden of running the business. Very good. Very good. So we're coming up on the end of another episode of Charged Up Studio. Any last minute tips or offers for our clients or for our subscribers? Yeah. Um, one thing that I always like to say, especially if you're delegating for the first time, to anyone, doesn't have to be an assistant, any service provider, you always want to start with one or two very clear and measurable tasks. Uh, what you don't want to do when you start delegating for the first time is give a bunch of different projects. It, it's almost like, you know, you're, you're, you're cooking and on the stove, there are five different kind of dishes and now one is burning and you haven't been able to pay attention right. to it. So it's the same with delegation. So, um, you know, I, I, I invite any listener who hasn't delegated in the past, it is like a muscle. So you must uh, start somewhere. Uh, and when you do start, start, start really slow. Yeah. Yes. No, definitely. For instance, like if you need help putting your digital marketing calendar together for the month, you know, or something like that, and then have somebody to implement it or do the post for you, you know, those kind of things, that's a specific duty or task. Yeah. Um, but then again, you're not having to provide all that stuff. From what I gather from what you're saying is the assistant that is put in charge, they can help develop that content. They can develop that content, yeah. send it over to you for approval and things like that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, with Chatterboss, we also have a social media team. So you you can certainly have your assistant, right, um, do your social media, in, in especially in the cases where you already have your brand, you have your, you know, the, the, the types of posts that you do, and you'd like someone to take over, that's a great way. And then you'll get thought leadership, and they'll make it better. If you're at a stage with social media, where you don't know where to start, and you need a full strategy, we actually have a, a social media team that will take you from zero to strategy to start posting. So that's another opportunity. So really, our goal is to be this, you know, full in entrepreneurial ecosystem. I know that like, I, I'm offering a lot of different products is what right. we've seen entrepreneurs need over time. So they come to us and they get access to everything that they need in order to run their business. No, that's exactly what, that's exactly what small business owners need nowadays is an ecosystem, a place where they can yeah. go. I mean, I run an ecosystem and, you know, I've got the, the mm -hmm. podcast, I've got the academy, I've got webinars, I've got all of this stuff that's all focused on one objective and that's to educate small micro business owners and help them build that infrastructure for success. So it's important that, you know, they know that, okay, they can depend on you for whatever their needs are when it comes to the virtual help, you know, as far as that's concerned. So um, once again, how can our audience members get a hold of you? 
Yeah, absolutely. So they can go to chatterbossboss.com. Uh, they can click on the schedule a consultation tab. They'll have an opportunity to meet with a relationship manager. So this is not just a sales call. This is a conversation about your business, your strategy and your needs. And you're going to get specific delegation um, advice when you are uh, getting on that call. So I highly recommend it. We also have on the website a freebie, a delegation self-assessment. So I also encourage um, the listeners uh, to go there and just check out what's your delegation score. Do you consider yourself a delegation guru when you're considering who right. to delegate to, right? Your delegation score matters. So check that out as well. Very good. Very good. And then you're also on LinkedIn, you know, um, and yes. things like that. So, yeah. okay. Well, that's all folks. I hope that you were able to gain some insight into how to resource extra help during these busy times when you take away what is important um, you know, for keeping your business going. My name is Dana Olivo. I am your host and CEO of Marketatomy LLC. And Charged Up Studio is brought to you each week on Tuesdays and is part of the small business ecosystem developed with you in mind. So if you would like more information on any of our programs offered to small business owners like yourself, reached out to Marketatomy, M-A-R-K-E-T-A-T-O-M-Y.com. Until next week, go out and have a charged up week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Charged Up Studio Live, the podcast with you, the small business owner in mind, with your host, Dana Olivo. Join us every Tuesday as we bring you valuable tips and insights into many of the topics you don't know you don't know about growing a successful business. Please leave us a review on any of the streaming platforms you are listening to or visit us on the YouTube or Facebook page and leave a review or subscribe so you don't miss another episode. You can also support us through Patreon by visiting our website, chargedupstudio.live, and click on the Patreon link. Until next week, go out and have a charged up week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.